Well, Shabbat Shalom, and thank you for joining us today for the Torah portion. Uh, pleasure to have you. We're standing in as a fellowship for Dr. Stephen Pigeon. He returns next Saturday. And this fellowship, we are all going to be going through the Torah portion together. Thank you for joining us because I know you come from different countries, Malaysia, the Philippines. You've come on from the first meeting. You're staying on. It's way past midnight. So all the different time zones, we really do appreciate you coming and Shabbating on Saturday with us all. Uh, we're going to make it shorter because Dr. Pigeon is not here and we are uh, you know, concerned for your time. We're going to get straight into the punch, into the Torah portion. And of course, like we did last week, it worked really well. Thank you for respecting that. We keep questions to the end, uh, five minutes per person to answer and to ask the question and to keep it Torah portion related so that we can really just focus on that word here. So what I want to do, Mary, uh, Connor, if you can open us up in prayer, please, before we get into the Torah portion. Yeah, well, thank you so much for this Shabbat. Yahusha bid us to come to you. And so we, as one heart with our group together here, our family, our hearts are knit together as we bow before your throne and cry, holy, 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 with the angels of heaven, Yahweh, because you are holy. You are our Melech HaOlam, our king, our mighty king forever. And that we can approach the throne of the king of the universe is such a mighty, generous thing that you've allowed us to do. And we thank you, Yahweh. We thank you that you've prepared a kingdom for us and that you're coming back for us. We long to see your face, Yahweh. We long to see your face and we ask you to we ask you to continue to bless us. We thank you for all the provisions that you've given to us in heart, mind, that your word is alive in us. We think of those that you do not want lost, Yahweh, that you would you don't want to lose one. And we ask you to touch our hearts and our minds every day as we sharpen our our word, our knowledge of the word, and our devotion to you so that others may see our Yahweh and may see our lives and be touched and want what we have and want who you are. We thank you for all the provisions you've given us and Yahweh, we beg your forgiveness for all our insensitive, our, our, our words that we may say, coarse words or lack of feeling or lack of sensitivity for those around us that we must always have the heart 
of of Yahusha and and his behavior must permeate our lives so that again we are your witness that people can come to know you because of your work in us and Yahweh protect us from the evil one and protect us bar us put a hedge around us that we may never be influenced or that we may never turn because as long as our focus is on our king on our salvation we are in your in your light in your word and in your power and yahusha gave us permission to ask all of this in his name and so we do we love you yahweh amen amen thank you that was a powerful beautiful prayer thank you for opening the community into that level of prayer and authority so um you know, like we did last week, this is all about you and us going through the Torah portion together. This week, we're starting off with the Parsha, Devarim, Deuteronomy, starting at chapter 7, verse 12, all the way through to chapter 11, ending at verse 25. A few things that I want to draw out to you before Randy, who is Mary's husband, is going to read uh, chapters up to chapter nine please to us to the end of chapter nine uh, are some important factors uh, that uh, are here that we can consider so that as you hear the portion being read these things resonate with you so all of us here you can identify with the fact that Yah's blessings that we seek his grace we seek his salvation for ourselves we pray for those blessings over us all the time in this modernity in modern times everything is readily available to us and we've got to make sure that Yahuwah doesn't become a secondary thought, a secondary measure to us. We've got to keep that focus. You know, I was thinking about it earlier today and you go to the grocery shops for your food. You don't have to do anything to cultivate it unless you want to. It's there, it's ready. Uh, in America, you call taps faucets. We call them taps over here. The water comes out. So living for that supernatural manner, for that water coming out of a rock, isn't something that we're poised with yet. I do believe that at a certain time, as we enter further into these tribulating times, we'll be living under such supernatural levels. Uh, and it's getting to that point. We have to understand that. But, you know, everything that we have read in the Torah portion, especially last week, as we so beautifully came together, was Moses not wanting the children to stumble. He had a mission to get through to the children of Israel. He wanted them to know that they were not children of entitlement because of their forefathers. And he wanted to pin home, you are a new generation of Israel and I need to give you final instructions. And he recited the history of their forefathers to them so that they could see the hand of Yahuwah working through and how they were delivered out of Egypt. They stood at the precipice of entering into the new land. He knew he would not enter into there. You know, in our own fellowship earlier on, we were speaking about prayer. He prayed, permit me to come in. Last week, we said that he was not permitted to enter the promised land. But actually, you know, through the Mount of Transfiguration, he did enter, but it was not according to his expectancy. It was not according to his timetable or his prayer. 
And that's something for us to reflect here in our own life that we need to let go, especially in this season of uh, where we are and see how different a perspective and a lens and how prayers can be answered. You know, that's a side thought, but it's something where we're saying less of me, more of you in this hour, in this time that we are at. It is the only way to approach such things. He wanted this new generation, the new children, to understand who brought them out of the land throughout the 40 years in the wilderness. And repetitively, as we go through this Torah portion today, 40 years, 40 years coming out of the land, being delivered from the taskmasters is going to be one of the most poignant points in this Torah portion. You cannot get away with it. And there's a lot that we can learn about deliverance from our enemies. There's a lot that we can learn how to stand, how to guard ourselves against falling and what we need to do to stay in a land of milk and honey and plenty. Now, this week, the portion is called Ikev, E-K-E-V. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a word that simply means because. It's not very interesting until you get to looking at it deeper and you look at it from a Hebrew perspective, then this word akev, it's um, Strong's number 6117, it means to go, seize at the heel, it means heel or to seize by the heel, then it begins to make more sense. It's sharing the same three letter roots that you find in common with the name Jacob or Yaakov, which means heel grabber. So now it's beginning to make sense to us all. We're beginning to understand the spiritual implication of it. The Pasha this week, it's speaking of the rewards that will come to the children of Israel because they are on the heels of something, of Yahuwah's commandments. But if they keep the commandments, if they adhere and they hear the commandments and they listen to them. Now, in a few minutes, Randy's going to start reading through those chapters. Key ones to listen to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. Then it shall come to pass because you listen to these judgments and keep them and do Yahuwah Elkahil's will and his covenant and mercy that he has sworn, sworn seven oaths to his fathers. What Moses is saying there is he is telling children, this is how you keep the promise. This is how you walk into your future and maintain your promised land, success in prosperity. This is all contingent children of Israel, new generation, if you follow Yahuwah's statues and audiences. So it's up to you. He promised if they did this, they would have prosperity. They would have miracles. They would have fertility and they would have health in the land. They are the keys. Everything that we desire for our time now as well, if we live in righteousness and if we follow these commands. Another Deuteronomy 7, focus on that. 13 to 15 are key. Here he's saying, take possession of that land. Moses is telling them, take hold and conquer your promises. And then when you hold, take hold, you'll conquer your enemies too. You'll be able to drive out your inhabitants from the land. Don't be fearful of the giants as your father's wall, because you now have the keys. So he's reinforcing, he's reinforcing and reinforcing. He reminds them again and again, as I've said, the Egyptians and their defeat. And why? Because now it's not the Egyptians that are the enemies to the new generation it is the canaanites and he's saying enter without fear enter knowing my hand knowing how i work in your situation 
you know so these are things that you have to remember hold on to Deuteronomy 16 to 19 again more key verses how Pharaoh is crushed in his hand how he is controlled 40 years of that wilderness was to humble them to test them to prepare them think of our own situations trials and tribulations that we're going through yet will we praise him but it also humbles us and takes the flesh completely out of us so that we can only focus on him and see his hand in this situation so that's how it's applicable to us today as the called out the remnant that Torah observant community you know so let's start there and we'll break up and we'll go further into it so Randy if I can get you to start please I'll just share the screen and then over to you Devarim Deuteronomy 7 beginning at verse 12 just hold on a moment Randy okay just get the right screen can you see that everyone yes great great Wherefore it shall come to pass, if ye hearken eth to these judgments, and guard and do them, that Yahweh Eloheka shall guard unto you the covenant and the mercy which he swore unto your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land your grain and your wine and your oil, the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep in the land which he swore unto your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And Yahweh will take away from you all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Mitzrayim which you know upon you, but will lay them upon all them that hate you. And you shall consume all the people which Yahweh Eloheka deliver, shall deliver you. Your eye shall have no pity upon them, neither shall you serve their Elohim, for that will be a snare unto you. If you shall say in your heart, these nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them, but shall well remember at what Yahweh Eloheka did unto Pharaoh and unto all Mitzrayim. The great temptations which your eyes saw, and the signs and the wonders, and the mighty hand, and the stretched out arm whereby Yahweh Eloheka brought you out. So shall Yahweh Eloheka do unto all the people of whom you are afraid. Moreover, Yahweh Eloheka will send the hornet among them until they that are left and hide themselves from you be destroyed. You shall not be frightened at them, for Yahweh Eloheka is among you, a mighty El and terrible. And Yahweh Eloheka will put, put out those nations before you by little and little. You may not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon you. But Yahweh Eloheka shall deliver them unto you and shall destroy them with a mighty destruction until they be destroyed. And he shall deliver their kings into your hand and you shall destroy their name from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before you 
until you have destroyed them. The graven images of their Elohim shall ye burn with fire. You shall not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto you, lest you be snared therein. For it is an abomination to Yahweh Eloheka. Neither shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest you be a cursed thing like it, but you shall utterly detest it, and you shall utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. Chapter 8. All the commandments which I command you this day shall ye guard to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which Yahweh swore unto your fathers. And you shall remember all the way which Yahweh Eloheka led you these forty years in the wilderness, to humble you and to provide you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would guard his commandments or no. And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you knew not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahweh, man lives. Your raiment waxed not old upon you, neither did your foot swell these 40 years. You shall also consider in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so Yahweh Eloheka chastens you. Therefore, you shall guard the commandments of Yahweh Eloheka to walk in his ways and to fear him. For Yahweh Eloheka brings you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive oil, and honey, a land wherein you shall eat bread without scarceness. You shall not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you may dig brass. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless Yahweh Eloheka for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you, forgot, that you forget not Yahweh Eloheka in not guarding his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command you this day. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when your herds and flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up, and you forget Yahweh Eloheka, which brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought you forth water out of the rock of flint who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers knew not, that he might humble you and that he might prove you to do, to do you good at your latter end. And you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. But you shall remember Yahweh Eloheka, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if you do it all, forget Yahweh Eloheka, 
and walk after other Elohim and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. As the nations which Yahweh destroys before your face, so shall ye perish, because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of Yahweh Elohim. Chapter 9. Hear, O Yasharel, you are to pass over the yard in this day, to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than yourself, cities great and fenced up to heaven, a people great and tall, the children of Anakim, whom you know and of whom you have heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand, therefore, this day that Yahweh Eloheka is he which goes over before you. As a consuming fire, he shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before your face. So shall you drive them out and destroy them quickly, as Yahweh has said unto you. Speak not in your heart after that Yahweh Eloheka has cast them out from before you, saying, For my righteousness Yahweh has brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations Yahweh drives them out from before you. Not for your righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart do you go to possess their land, but for the wickedness of these nations Yahweh Eloheka drives them out from before you and that he may perform the word which Yahweh swore unto your fathers, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Understand, therefore, that Yahweh Eloheka gives you not this good land to possess, to possess it for your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. Remember and forget not, eth how you provoked Yahweh Eloheka to wrath in the wilderness, from the day that you did depart out of the land of Mitzrayim, until ye came into this place, ye have been a rebellious, have been rebellious against Yahweh. Also in Korev ye provoked Yahweh to wrath, so that Yahweh was angry with you to have you to have destroyed you. When I was gone up into the mount to receive the sapphire stones, even the sapphires of the covenant which Yahweh cut with you. Then I abode in the mount forty days and forty nights. I neither did eat bread nor drink water. And Yahweh delivered unto me two sapphire stones written with the finger of Elohim. And on them was written according to all the words which Yahweh spoke with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And it came to pass at the end of forty days and forty nights that Yahweh gave me the two sapphire stones, even the sapphires of the covenant. And Yahweh said unto me, Arise, get you down quickly from hence, for your people which you have brought forth out of Mitzrayim have corrupted themselves. They are quickly turned aside out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten image. Furthermore, Yahweh spoke unto me, saying, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make of you a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mount, and the mount burned with fire, and the two sapphires of the covenant were in my two hands. And I looked, and behold, 
ye had sinned against Yahweh Elohekam, and had made you a molten calf. Ye had turned aside quickly out of the way which Yahweh had commanded you. And I took the two sapphires and cast them out of my two hands and broke them before your eyes. And I fell down before Yahweh as at the first, forty days and forty nights. I did neither eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which ye sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of Yahweh to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure wherewith Yahweh was wroth against you to destroy you. But Yahweh hearkened unto me at that time also. And Yahweh was very angry with Aharon to have destroyed him. And I prayed for Aharon also the same time. And I took your sin, the calf which ye had made, and burnt it with fire, and stamped it, and ground it very small, even until it was as small as dust. And I cast the dust thereof into the brook that descended out of the mount. And at Tavarah, and at Massah, and at Kivrot Hatavah, ye provoked Yahweh to wrath. Likewise, when Yahweh sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I have given you, then ye rebelled against the commandment of Yahweh Elohekim, and, and ye believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. Ye have been rebellious against Yahweh from the day that I knew you. Thus I fell down before Yahweh at forty days and forty nights, as I fell down at the first, because Yahweh has said, he would destroy you. I prayed therefore unto El Yahweh and said, O Adonai, Yahweh, destroy not your people and your inheritance, which you have redeemed through your greatness, which you have brought forth out of Mitzrayim with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Look not unto the stubbornness of this people, nor to their wickedness, nor to their sin lest the land whence you brought us out say, because Yahweh was not able to bring them into the land which he promised them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to slay them in the wilderness. Yet they are your people and your inheritance which you brought out by your mighty power and by your stretched out arm. Wonderful. Thank you. That was a fantastic reading as we begin to dig into the first part of the portion i really do appreciate that there john we're just going to break it up to chapter 10 and then we'll continue reading that john as you begin to share one thing that i wanted to draw out that was so powerfully read and it's a powerful point that stands out is yahuwah he led and he made them remember who fed them in the desert when they ran out of food their clothing and their shoes i love that it goes right down to your feet did not swell you know, Deuteronomy 8, those verses 3 to 4 are poignant then, 3 to 4. They're very, very poignant. He humbled you. You suffered hunger, so, but you were fed with manna, so you would know how what it is to be hungry. Neither did your fathers know. The manna your fathers did not know, but then that's how they were fed, that he might make you know that it is men do not live by bread alone. That is the point that I want to bring out but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahuwah, 
that is how man lives your raiment that means your garments waxed not on old upon you they stayed as new for that period neither did your feet swell those 40 years how profound is that and how miraculous it can only be miraculous but that passage there is the same as Hasatan, the devil tempting yahushua in the wilderness where yahushua quotes to him this passage about the manna in luke 4 14 and yahushua being full of the ruach akadesh returned from the jordan and was led by the ruach into the wilderness being 40 days 40 days see the connection 40 years 40 days tempted of the devil for those 40 days and in those days he ate nothing and when they were ended he afterwards hungered so after that period he hungered and the devil said to him if you be the son of elohim command this stone that to be made of bread and yahushua answered saying it is written that man shall not live by bread alone but by the word of elohim that is for us today here and now we can follow that through very 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 truthfully what he faced we need to face cutting out that flesh and relying completely on yahuwah john yes um this this theme is about remembrance um and De deuteronomy is the second law yahushua is the second man it's appropriate that he quoted so much from deuteronomy than any other part of the old testament and the three temptations that the adversary approached him with he he defeated the adversary's temptation by a quote from deuteronomy all three of them you can look that up later um the other thing about remembrance this is speaking to us in this time we need to remember what he did with our forefathers i can say forefathers and and however we're related because we today are believers as they were they knew about the stories of the deliverer would come and deliver them out of egypt and <laughs> we have been in egypt we have our culture western culture has gone down and down um you know if we look at the seven churches it's clear that the church of laodicea the lukewarm church neither hot nor cold i'll spit you out of my mouth and i have thought in times reading that i will spit you out of my mouth what is that i will deny you understanding of the word i will remove the spirit of teaching of my word from from this group from this age that kind of thing is what drove me out of those kind of teachings of doctrines and traditions and things uh, i just kept getting milk and i wanted some beef so I began looking for the beef. I think everybody here is can, can share that similar kind of experience. Why why are I why am I here? How did I get here? So he is bringing remembrance. 
And Yahushua said this would happen with the Holy Spirit. He is going to bring remembrance and teaching and comforting. And are not these words teaching, comforting, <laughs> massively comforting, that I'm going to drive you out, your enemies. We don't, we don't have to do that. We only have to trust and obey and, and believe. I mean, there may be some more requirements upon us. Each one of us is different. We all have different places. We all have different talents, a lot of different skills to bring forward when it's time. We are all still developing. But what are we developing? Remembrance. And we have these words today to help us look at that and the other thing in here is the old testament a lot especially this time moshe and yahuwah are speaking to the people and we interpret that easily as the group israel yashurel the hebrews the slaves it's a group he's talking to a group but there's more. He's talking to each individual member of that group. And there was a mixed multitude in there. Who are they? How, how did they get moved to come out? They're not really identified as Hebrews or even Yashorel, a mixed multitude. But there's something in there that moved them to, I'm leaving, I'm going out with these folks. So then we come back to the question, this question, Yahusha asked the 12, who, who do men say that I am? And they're like, well, somebody says you're Elijah, somebody says you're a great prophet. So forth. John the Baptist has come back from the dead. Then he asked this question. I, I don't know that this question's ever been asked before. Who do you say that I am? Personally, individually. See, the first question is, what, is, what does the group say that I am? What do other men say that I am? That's where I used to be, listening to other men, so to speak. My, my churches, my church that I grew up with. And that's okay. We have to start somewhere. I'm not throwing any rocks at anybody. It's just the way things were meant to be as we come down to this age, a lukewarm church in not sure church is the right word for that because I am the church. You are the church. You're a called out assembly. The assembly is really happens when the last trumpet is sounded. So we don't even know each other right here in this program, but we do know each other because there's a similar spirit. That's that's the wonder of it all. So the question remains for each one of us who do you say i am that's a great question to investigate and take to your take to our closet and begin talking with him about these things and he will he will open it he will open the scriptures um this is not because of righteousness, not because of your righteousness, not because of my righteousness. I don't deserve this because the fall of the garden, the curse is still upon us, our flesh. 
but we have new door door that goes into the past so to speak because it's a door that opens a relationship back with the father then that door carries us all the way into eternity that door of course is Yahusha, and that's the only the only way no man comes to the father but by me so these are things that are being said in different ways even in the old testament is a is a foretaste of what's coming and and the good news is what the church has done is kept this part enough of it alive that i heard it and you've heard it and we're following that um and we get into 10 yeah the we tablets can. We Let haven't read that I, yet. Okay, wait. Let me see if I had anything else here. Oh, there's in, in chapter eight and seven, really, it's again this this guard the covenant. Just repeated, repeated, and repeated to guard the covenant and, and be obedient. And we see they could not do it of their flesh. But again, they all Two of them came through. Joshua and Caleb came out of the wilderness. They were both over 80 years old. So that's that's the beginning of a remnant. And then there was a whole new generation that came out in the conquest of Canaan. And they got to practice that on the east side of Jordan against a couple other Anakim kind of tribes. So they took land on the east side of Jordan and then they crossed. And that is the beginning of where we are today in Israel. So personal opinion. So who do I say I am? I hear this a lot. I have a personal opinion of who Yahushua is. But then do I have a personal true, true belief? Belief is not the same as an opinion. So I have to look at myself and, and some of that because I came out with a lot of opinions, based some of my beliefs on opinions. And then as time goes by, the more I've read, those beliefs were either validated or muted by scripture. And it began to form into what I believe. Cannot deny what I believe. And I have facts, enough facts to stand on that word. Okay. Great, thank you. Todd, we'll come to your question at the end when we finish the portion. Thank you. So look, some great comments here. Beck and Kurt, Deuteronomy chapter 17, 16, makes me think of the cursed things that we might not inadvertently bring into our homes. Yeah, good point. The Catholics use a statue of Joseph that they bury upside down in the ground of the house that they want to sell and they do then they did it up and put it in a place of prominence in their new home a curse that they just did very good point thank you for sharing that 
and Andrea from Brazil, welcome today. I know the time's late for you. In good time seems easier to forget how Abba has taken the people out of bondage and at which cost and deviate from his ways. It's not a common issue today. It is not a very common issue today. Reading first time, I was wondering why keep on repeating the same message uh, that because they're enforcing the fact. Then Sefer of the Kings comes next and it becomes very clear how easy it is to people to forget and deviate, correct? And how today's world is incredibly as current things are. Keep Yah's ways in full package, a cutoff, a life changing, no turning back. I love that. Thank you. Blackie here. The devil said to Yahusha, turn these stones to bread. Yet Yahusha was the rock, the chief cornerstone and the bread, the manna given to Israel. Succinctly sent. Wonderful. Thank you, Blackie. That's absolutely great. Great. Okay. So now, Angela Morris, if you can continue when I get it up um, to read chapter 10 and 11, please. Let me just share the screen first. Thanks, Angela. Over to you. Okay. At that time, Yahuwah said unto me, Hew you two sapphire stones like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount, and make you an ark of wood. And I will write on the sapphires the words that were in the first sapphires, which you broke, and you shall put them in the ark. And I made an ark of shittim wood, and hewed two sapphire stones like unto the first, and went up into the mount, having the two sapphires in my hand. And he wrote on the sapphires according to the first writing at the ten devarim, which Yahuwah spoke unto you in the mount, out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And Yahuwah gave them unto me. And I turned myself and came down from the mount, and put the sapphires in the ark which I had made, and there they be, as Yahuwah commanded me. And the children of Yasharel took their journey from Be'aroth B'nei-Yachan to Moserah. There Aaron died, and there he was buried, and Eleazar his son ministered in the priest's office in his stead. From thence they journeyed unto Gugodah, forgive me, and from Gugodah to Yatha, a land of rivers of waters. At that time, Yahuwah separated the tribe of Levi to bear the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah, to stand before Yahuwah, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. Wherefore, Levi has no part nor inheritance with his brethren. Yahuwah is his inheritance, according as Yahuwah Elohika promised him. And I stayed in the mount, according to the first time, forty days and forty nights. And Yahuwah hearkened unto me at that time also. And Yahuwah would not destroy you. And Yahuwah said unto me, Arise. Take your journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swore seven oaths unto their fathers to give unto them. And now, Yasharel, what does Yahuwah Eloheka require of you but to fear Yahuwah Eloheka, 
to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve Yahuwah Eloheka with all your heart and with all your soul, to guard the commandments of Yahuwah and his statutes, which I command you this day for your good. Behold the heavens and the heaven of heavens belongs to Yahuwah Eloheka. The earth also with all that therein is. Only Yahuwah had a delight in your fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people as it is this day. Circumcise, therefore, at the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. For Yahuwah Elohim is Elohai ha Elohim and Adonai ha Adonim, the great El, the mighty and the terrible, which regards not persons nor takes reward. He executes the judgment of the fatherless and widow and loves the stranger in mm -hmm. giving him food and raiment. Wonderful. Love ye, love ye therefore the stranger, for ye were the strangers in the land of Mitzrayim. You shall fear Yehuelaheka, him shall you serve, and to him shall you cleave and swear seven oaths by his name. He is your praise, and he is your Elohim that has done for you these great and terrible things which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down into Mitzrayim with threescore and ten persons, and now Yahuwah Eloheka has made you as the stars of heaven for multitude. Therefore you shall love at Yahuwah Eloheka and guard his watch and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments always. And know ye this day, for I speak not with your children which have not known and which have not seen the chastisement of Yahuwah Eloheka, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm, and his miracles and his acts which he did in the midst of Mitzrayim unto Pharaoh, the king of Mitzrayim, and to, uh, unto all his land. For what he did unto the army of Mitzrayim, unto their horses, and to their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how Yahuwah has destroyed them unto this day. And what he did unto you in the wilderness until you came into this place, and what he did unto Dathan and Aviram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their households and their tents, and at all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of Yasharel. But your eyes have seen at all the great acts of Yahuwah which he did. Therefore shall ye guard all the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong and go in and possess the land, whether you go to possess it, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which Yahuwah swore seven oaths unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that flows with milk and honey. For the land, whether you go in to possess it, it is not as the land of Mitzrayim from which you came out, where you sowed your seed and watered it with your foot as a garden 
of herbs. But the land whether you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinks of water of the rain of heaven, a land which Yahuwah Eloheka cares for. The eyes of Yahuwah Eloheka are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love Yahuwah Elohim and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil, and I will send grass in your fields for your cattle, that you may eat and be full. Guard yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside and serve other Elohim and worship them. And then Yahuwah's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heavens, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, unless you perish quickly from off the good land which Yahuwah gives you. <clears throat> Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontless between your eyes, and you shall teach them, your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them upon the doorposts of your house, and upon your gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which Yahuwah swore seven oaths unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. For if you shall dilig diligently guard all these commandments, which I command you to do them, to love Yahuwah, to walk in all his ways, and to cleave unto him, then will Yahuwah drive out all these nations from before you, and you shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place on which the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours, from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Parath, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. There shall no man be able to stand before you, for Yahuwah Elohim shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that you shall tread upon, as he has said unto you. Thank you, Angela. I realized that was really hard in the sense of your breathing difficulty and you read that absolutely beautifully and you had so many tongue twisters there. So thank you for just serving the community so splendidly with that reading. Really do appreciate it. You know, just before John comes and expands on that, it's really important in the sense for some, we're all at different levels with the Torah portion. And I know when I first was introduced to this, I just had to fall into it and pick it up. The one thing is year by year as you go on with this, it reinforces scripture and the word so that you understand it, that becomes a part of your fluency, um, uh, you know, so that's always a good point. 
I remember two things, not understanding because it wasn't explained a very long time ago what the Torah portion was. So I thought it was the equivalent of reading the word for a year. In a sense, it is, but you're looking just at the Torah portion. But unless these things are explained to you, you have to pick it up. And when it's broken down and just the very basics, all of a sudden you're elevated in your understanding and you just go to new heights and new levels. A funny thing, which is just a side thought, Shane and I, I always remember we would make these comments. So many women in Torah are ill. We didn't realize it was head covering. We thought it was something else to do with illness and losing hair. So, you know, things like that, you have to be aware. You And we sharpen one another. We make one another aware. It doesn't matter what level you are, because as we said last week, everyone is correct. And this is a place for you to share, to learn, and not only just ask the questions you know so we want you to feel safe in that forum here uh very very important so let me just see if there's any new comments before handing over to to john uh, no reading the scripture this is andrea and keeping the catechism as the reference text it blinds the followers it's the importance of reading from the source not limited to catholicism yes very very correct uh thank you uh, because of the language difference, sometimes, um, you know, you have to break that down. But I understand your point exactly. It's a wonderful point, Andrea. Thank you for your contributions today. John, anything you want to add into that? Um, yeah. There's something interesting in all of these readings. Moshe writes when he's having discussions with Yahuwah. Um, he says, um, you broke, Moses is writing that he, he broke the covenant. He broke the, 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 uh, sapphire, the stones, and he, he calls him your people, Mo Moshe's people. You're always not talking about his people. <laughs> Moshe is taking it upon himself. He's not pointing the finger that Yah created these problems that he's confronted, or even his his own behavior. He owns his own behavior, and then he says, "The children, the people you brought out of Mitzrayim, meaning Moshe brought them out." So that gives us a little insight into the cultural manners of the time. You don't want to blame Yahweh for your problems. This is, I think, a good way to think about what's going on, even in our time, the things that are happening in our time. Yahweh owns everything. So um, you don't need to be throwing any rocks at him or, or casting judgment. Um, the first tablet was, was written and then broken by men. Moshe broke it. This is his anger management problem, maybe. I don't know. Why did he do that? But um, he did. And then there was the second. The second writing is covered in this chapter 10. And it's that second writing that, again, is kind of suggesting there's a second man coming, the man of the promise, the deliverer, another deliverer, greater than Moses. And and we know who that is now. We have we have 
the advantage of standing in this time, looking all the way back into these words when these things were happening. And I now can see, you know, well, they're talking to Israel, to the Hebrews, to the people coming out of the desert in the wilderness. But no, they're, they're talking to me. They're talking to me. This time, this time that we are in, in our three dimensions plus a time dimension, is very unique. It, it makes us feel like we're separated from things that happened before. But spiritually, once we read what Yahushua said, what he's teaching, out of these Old Testament scriptures, we are not separated from it. There is no replacement theology. The church is not replaced Israel. Christ, the, the church is not divided up into dispensation theologies and things like this. These are misleading. And, um, you know, in, a, in our life in the past, in, in church life, we we were confronted with these kind of things and had no way to know. We're just believing what the rabbi or the pastor says or whoever the leader is. But this is revealing because here's the real story. Um, circumcise your heart. Mm. Wow, where we heard that before? This is in the Old Testament. So, this is this is the beginning of the theme that shows up all the way through to the end. It what's wrong? What's my problem? I can't obey. Cannot control myself. What? Well, why can't I do that? Because I'm trying to do it as unto my own righteousness. The word do is in here. We all get do. We got to do this. We got to do that. There's all these rules. Can't do this. Can't do that. I don't know about anybody else, but I can't do any of that. <laughs> but what does it tell me to do? It tells me to do the work of Yahweh. What is that? The word. Read that word, get in that word and devour that. That, that is our work. I love that little scene when Mary of Bethany is sitting at the feet of Yahshua. And he says, she has chosen the better and it will not be taken from her. She's listening to his word. She's not in the kitchen doing, trying to impress anybody. I mean, these are little little nuggets that guide us and tell us what, what should I be doing? We should be doing what we're doing right here. We're really into the word here. Um, then we go to, uh, <laughs> oh, Yahushua fulfilled this. He fulfilled all the scriptures. He opened the scriptures from Moshe all the way through the prophets to those two disciples on the road to Emmaus about himself there was no new testament what he did he opened what was already there that they knew as jewish people they had not seen that he did uh, this is the day of the resurrection when he appeared to these two people on the road to a mess and he's opened the scripture they said did, did our hearts not burn when he opened the scripture and showed from moshe through the prophets, all the things that were to happen to him. So 
I love that. And then they turned around, went right back to Jerusalem to tell. They saw him. And uh, of course, the women there saw him too at the at the uh, the morning. But everybody was hiding. We don't have to hide anymore. Um, this is great. Um, something that, oh, I want to say something about fear. There's some things in here about fear, Yahweh. Uh, this and how great and terrible and awesome power, et cetera, et cetera. This, this fear is not the kind of fear of, I fear an enemy. Somebody's going to hurt me. It's a fear out of respect. It's a fear out of reverence. There are two different kinds of fears. That somebody's going to hurt me, and then somebody has massive authority, you know, like a policeman, say, um, a judge, the law. And, and so we have, it's a two-edged sword. It protects me, even, even to saying, you know, do, do what Caesar says. He's, he's not there to hurt you, really. Don't challenge it, whatever the government is. Now, I don't know about today. That seems to be changing, but we'll know what to do. But that fear is a respect. It's a respect. It's not dangerous to us, to believers. Then he goes on and says, uh, love and serve Yahweh. Guard his watch, statutes, judgments, and commands and teach the children of the generation. And we have that link to pass on. That's that's like another another direct order of some kind to pass this link on, pass this understanding on. And um, I think that's, that gets us to Isaiah. Anyone else? Okay, um, Marcus and Alana, they've just made such a quite a funny break, a point here. Moshe was the first one to break all the Ten Commandments at once. Actually, when you think about it, it's quite funny in the way that he says it, right? So spot on. It did make me laugh when I first read that. Joy, Yahusha says, just as Joy Rittman, don't ever ask what the burden of Yahuwah is. He doesn't wish any burden upon us. And that's true. If we walk with him, if we lay it to him, absolutely true. One woman speaking from experience as well. Uh, you know, you, everything is a test. Actually, what you just said that encapsulates the whole of the Torah portion, doesn't it? That we've just read out of Deuteronomy and 44, 45 and 46 this week. So a really important point. Thank you, Joy. Todd, was your question in relation to what we've just been going um, through in the study? Uh, it wasn't a question. I was just uh, commenting how the stones were broken as well as the uh, rock of the waters of Miribam were broken. They were supposed to be spoken to, but he struck it. Yes. And the similarity between our our one and only the great I am, he said to speak to the rock, not to strike the rock. Yes. And the chief cornerstone is the rock and, and these beautiful similarities and languages continue to astound me that's all beautifully thank you beautifully i'm gonna mute put... myself again thank you that was fantastic thank you for contributing that here really appreciate that angelo 
Yes, thank you. This is in regards to uh, chapter 11, verse 22, where it's saying, you diligently guard all these commands which I command to do to love and to walk in all his ways. And then, of course, the promises that he will uh, is laid out there. It made me think of tying in all scripture together in, uh, in unity, uh, the gospel, I mean, uh, Yohukanah, um, where it says that Yahweh is the Ruach and these words. So you worship him in, in Ruach and in truth. And when, when you think about that, that the, in, Jer in Yermiyahu, where it says, behold the days in this, I'm sorry, this is 31, 31. The days will come, says Yahweh, that I will cut his covenant, right? This house of uh, Teyasharel. Not according to the one there, but it says it's going to be in our hearts. It's always been foreshadowed that this would be put in our hearts. So it reminded me of what John said. I was brought up in many different past backgrounds and churches and, and disciplines and whatever else. And yet it was all a way to get to this place. But it says all of them will know me. You know, we're not here like acting. I'm the teacher or he's the teacher. The Ruach is the teacher. And, and Yahushua said, if you read my words, this brings about the life-giving Ruach. So there it is, Ruach and truth, the unifying of that. And what I love about the Sefer is 10,000 times or so you have at the first and the last. It's like the king's signet ring. It's right there. So when I'm reading these words in the Sefer, it warms my heart because Yahushua is there and the Father's there. The Ruach Ruach and truth. It blows my mind. It's just so touching. And it, it just unifies everything. And that didn't come about by being in a church. It, mm -hmm. it really came about by being totally alone. I look back on it and I'm just flabbergasted how it came to me. It was like one day, boom, you were this, and then boom, suddenly the name, boom. Mm -hmm. Shortly after that, the Shabbat, boom. But that was the Ruach. I didn't even know anybody. I mean, I was, you know, it, it's, it's just mind boggling. But, the, you know, and then that was like four or five years ago for me. And then to be here at this meeting is such an honor and a privilege. And to, and to read this because it's the warmth. Father and son together are Elohim, Yah, Yahusha. You know, I mean, my goodness. What, what, how faith strengthening. It just, it's like frozen Ruach and you open it up and it's like, falls out, comes in. And it just, my heart's just, Enjoy. Thank you. Appreciate Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, Elohim. <laughs> He's in our presence here in the chat. He's put yeah. Deuteronomy eleven twenty three. Then will Yahuwah drive out all these nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. That's absolutely powerful when you really read that. This will come true in the future. Yes. Zachariah chapter 2 verse 9 behold i will shake my hand over them and they shall become plunder for those who serve them then you will know that yahuwah of hosts has sent me and then he's put a further cross reference there if you want to look into that uh there thank you yes it is absolutely beautiful angelo what you shared stratus is saying really enjoyed that there is only one way and it's not complicated absolutely laurie sometimes when you say it simplistically it just makes so much sense. Thank you for that. That's just brilliant. Praise Yahuwah from Joy. Uh, Violetta, where is it relating to what we've just been reading? Of course it is. Okay. I, <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. I would love to ask if someone thought about uh, promises of the keeping the 
commandments and um, not be sick because Yahweh promised that if we will keep the commandments and guard his ways, we will not be sick. So what is your thought about this? Because it's very interesting for me because it's still on, right? Till today. But on the other hand, on the Proverbs, we read that it's better to be poor in the uh, way of Yah than uh, big wealth with the crooked, right? So what do you think about this? Because it's always like, why we have that promise and we are still sick. You want me to answer that? Yeah, you can start, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> Yahweh is sovereign. He does things outside of the box. It's difficult for us to understand why is that? I've been sick. I've been sick unto death. Um, I still have some issues. But wh why? why is that? Yahushua said, you know, in, in this world, we will have tribulation. Why are you surprised that you have tribulations? That, that's a question to myself. I'm asking that when, when, I, when they come. And I had to go through that. We are in the valley of the shadow of death. David wrote that. Mm. We can't get out. But he said, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through it. So if you are sick, you are going to go through it. And even one way or the other, because after death, I don't have any sickness anymore. I don't have these problems anymore that I have contained in this mortal body, this, this flesh body. And this is interesting. I had this thought the other day. Because I heard somebody say, they were talking about their body, and they said, my body or your body. And I'm like, why didn't they say me or you? Because I am not my body. I am inside my body. <laughs> I'm going to leave this body sometime. And it's my body that gets sick, not me. That's a very important thing to, to remember in, in my own illness parable. Mm -hmm. I could I was able to separate the illness from myself, my my soul, my spirit. And that I did not identify myself with the illness. And I think in, in some um, some medical circles and psychological circles, this is important, especially when a person has a chronic illness, to not say I have art problem or whatever you have and, and proclaim that as yourself there's a mental exercise that it's healthy to admit or, or, or be able to be honest with yourself that I, I have some condition I have some disorder but it's in my body it's not in my soul and I know that I like Paul's comment, I think, in one of the Corinthians. He said, I would not want you, brethren, to be ignorant of our 
situation in Asia, we came under the decree of death. We thought we were going to die. Whatever was happening with them in Asia, they were facing death. But he said, that's okay, because we believe in Yahusha and Yahuwah, who can even raise the dead. Now, how do I remember this? It's very important because I was in Asia during Vietnam. And, and there were some believing soldiers that sent that message out. Who were all in Asia. <laughs> we're not going to get out of here. And it was so powerful, strengthening us, even in the aftermath, when more suffering came, post-traumatic stress disorder and all kind of other stuff from Agent Orange. But we knew God, Yahusha, can even raise the dead and, and deliver us from those things. So that's kind of the way I, I see that because it says to me, my flesh is going to have a problem, but doesn't mean it's gonna drag my soul with it into the grave. I'm leaving. I gotta take it out of here, so to speak. So and we have we have to we have to be strong in the faith. It's a test. It's a challenge. It's bad. I know I have, I have issues today. I was in the ER just a few days ago. Figured out what in my heart. That was the good news. <laughs> so you never know. But persevere and trust and, and take it to him. I go to, I go to y'all in my prayers and say, I know that you know. I know that you know what's going on with me. I know that you know that I, I doubt. I have fears. I'm troubled about this. I'm worried. I have some anxieties. Just on and on and on. But this is David's Psalms. He was great at this. He would go in crying and kicking and screaming before Yahweh about his troubles, about his enemies and everything else. And the latter part of those Psalms starts with a but. But you are Adonai. You are Elohim. You are, and his, his victory is in knowing and understanding Yahweh, not in his circumstances. I always, I take, I take courage from that every day. I read some Psalms every day. So this may not be the happy answer, but it's what helps me understand, get past those very difficult times when we are in, in distress and disorders and illness. I'm going to be through. I'm coming through one way or another. And I'm going to be out of the body, present with Yahweh. That's, that's Paul's view about it. And Paul is a good one because he really, his life and miseries are an open book in his travels and ministries to the Gentile believers. And he's the one that said, I don't want you guys to be ignorant about what happened to us in Asia. It was horrible. We thought we were going to die, but that's okay because he'll just raise us up again from the dead if he's not done with us. That is really something else. There is, 
is there another Paul out there? <laughs> so anyway, I hope that helps. Thank you. It's a good question, Violetta. A very yeah. important one, one that it's really hard to answer. We were saying in the meeting before this in Romans, it says about glorying in your tribulation and not despising the wilderness, not despising the hardship that you're in. Why? Because tribulation, it produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. And that's the step. I know some of the people who are most righteous in their walk and they suffer they suffer with their health it's just one of those things but in all of it you see Yahuwah you see Yahushua you see the Ruach through them and that is the only thing that we can glorify and take from this yet we want Yahuwah to show himself to us to be strong to us and take this pain away from us yet sometimes it's a thorn that is not removed and so in the highs and the lows and the peaks and the valleys we have to continue on uh, and just depend on that little bit by bit that he gives us and I think it's that wrong doctrine we get from our past times where it's the healing will come and it will be instant at this life there's so much of parentheses until we get to be with Yahushua in heaven completely in those white robes and healed uh, at that time uh, and I think the question that you asked is one that's so prevalent to everybody in this room uh, really? So a really, really wonderful question in light of this portion as well and everything. So I'm going to get Rebecca to get ready to read uh, in a moment. I just want to read one comment. And I did see Corey and IPEC wanting to share something. And then we're going to go into the half Torah. Lorraine here has brought a really good point. Only Yahuwah could do what has been done for us over the last three and a half years. Absolutely right. My understanding is so different now than before C-19. Only Yahuwah could do that. The very fact that small groups like this have even found each other, yeah, to the assembly uh, is testament to that. We can only, and it can only be by him. We couldn't have done any of this on our own. He truly is gathering his sheep back to himself. And we have ears are listening. Yeah, the called out ones, the set apart ones, the assembly. I don't mean that in a... Uh, a biased way but it's difference that's the difference between the believer and the true believer so you've summed that up really well you've summed up this last three years that bring us to this poignant part where we are here today as one really really well and I think you speak on behalf of everybody here so really really thank you for that that's great Violetta and Corrie I'm sorry Violetta Ipek and Corrie what was it you wanted to share uh, we went through a period in our life that I had a, a big accident, a traumatic accident, and uh, it actually made that Yawa let it happen. We know he let it happen to get us back on his path again, you mm -hmm. know, and um, sometimes an accident that happened in your life or an illness is not per accident. Mm. Right. If you give the glory to Yah and and focus on him and look in your life, why is this happening? Go closer to him and and um, I, uh, be uh, be depend depending on him. That it it, it didn't happen to me physically. But it happened to me emotionally and and 
in my relationship with yeah I, the only place i could go to when this happened in our life was to yeah there was no family no children no no one could understand where we went through only yeah and that's where we are now we are now in this this community thankfully because this happened in our life wow that's just what i wanted to share it's uh, it's it's actually what what john also said give the glory to yeah yeah and it gives you the strength to go through the most difficult parts in your life our, our life is proof of the fact that what john said if Yahweh has not done with you, he can raise you from the dead. Well, in a way, he did that with me because while, when after my accident, I was taken to hospital. They had to stop the ambulance several times to revive my heart. Wow. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Cory, what you shared as a caregiver was absolutely beautiful because you don't hear it often. The way that you carry it as a caregiver and you experience and go through it but you brought it into how you brought that into the ruach how you brought that into prayer how you applied your faith in the word that will have inspired and ministered to many here so great i point. i, I, I want to give one one experience very uh it was very big um a certain moment uh, i've had um, a severe brain injury that that was what the the, what the accident was but um a certain moment he was in hospital and i was very tired i couldn't go any further anymore and something happened in the hospital that was so in disadvantage of his situation and i knew i had to go home and okay i was halfway driving back home and i cried my eyes out and i i i really shouted to yeah i cannot go any further what do i have to do and i'm too tired but i have to do something and i cannot do it so please bring the angels and let them do it for me so i went home i slept my night uh, the next morning uh, seven o'clock i was back in the hospital to organize the things that had to be organized and uh, I walked over to Ipe's bed. He he didn't recognize me in that period of time. He didn't know my name. He 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 had no conscious at that moment. But the moment I was there, I I said to him, "Hi, Ipe, I'm here." And he turned his head and he said, "Corey, don't worry. The angels will take care of what we need." I was really, really blown away because he didn't know what happened at all. <laughs> at that moment, I knew that Yawa had the whole situation in his hand and I didn't have to do it in my own power. Mm -hmm. It was he who gave us. I think, I think it was not me speaking, but Yawa speaking. Yeah, Yawa. Always Yawa, isn't it? Yeah. And through the Ruach as well, spirit of counsel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And our long stratus here, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So you can apply that completely to what you've just shared with us. So look, we're going to move on to the half Torah. So 
let me share the screen and get Rebecca to share. Yes. Rebecca is from Spain. Yes. It's wonderful to have our international audience. <laughs> no, I am in United States. United States, but you're Spanish, yes. right? Yeah. So I'm a little bit. Yes, right. Mexican Spanish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get the screen. And uh -huh. any questions that were up, we will come to it at the end uh, when we finish this in its entirety so we can hear you share and just delve into the last two bits here. Okay. So starting half Torah, uh, Isaiah chapter 49 verse 14 to chapter 51 verse 3 they're actually quite short portions here all right perfect so verse 14 but Zion said yahuwah has forsaken me and my yahuwah has forgotten me can a woman forget her sucking child that he that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb yeah they may forget yet will i not forget you Behold, I have graven you upon the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your children shall make haste, your destroyers, and they that made you waste shall go forth of you. Lift up your eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to you. As I live, says Yahuwah, you shall surely clothe you with them all as with an ornament and bind them on you as a bride does for your ways in your desolate places in the land of your destruction should even now he do narrow by reason of the inhabitants and they that swallow you up should be far away the children with you shall have after you have lost the other shall said again in your ears the place is too straight for me. Give place to me that I may dwell. Then should you say it in your heart, Who has begotten me? This scene I have lost my children, and I am desolate, a captive, and removing to and fro. And who has brought up this? Behold, I was left alone. These where had they been? Thus said Adonai Yahuwah, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the other nations and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring your sons in their arms, and your daughters shall be carried upon their shoulder. And kings shall be your nursing fathers, and then, and their queens, your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of your feet and you shall know that i am yakua for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me should the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered the mighty should be taken away and the prey of the terrible should be delivered for i will contend with him that that it contends with you, and I will save your children, and I will feed them that oppresses you with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood, as, the, as with sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I, Yahuwah, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Chapter 50. Thus says Yahuwah, 
What is the cipher of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away, or which of my creditors is it to whom I, I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have you sold yourself, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. Wherefore, when I came, was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all, that it cannot redeem? Or have I not power to deliver? Behold, I, I might repeat. At my rebuke, I dry up the sea, I make the rivers a wilderness, their fish stinks, because there is no water, and dies for thirds. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. Adonai Yahuwah has given me the, the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakens morning by morning. He wakens my ear to, e to hear as, as the learned. Adonai Yahuwah has spoken my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smithers, and my cheeks to them that pluck off their hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For I don't know Yahuwah will help me. Therefore, should I not be confounded? Therefore, have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I should not be ashamed. He is near that justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, I don't know Yahuwah will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall, shall wax all as a garment, the moth shall eat them up. Who is among you that fears Yahuwah, that obeys the voices of his servant, that walks in darkness and has not light? Let him trust in the name of Yahuwah and stay upon, he, upon his Elohim. Behold, all you that kindle of fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that you have kindled, this should you have of my hands, you should lay down in sorrow. Chapter 51. Hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness, you that seek Yahuwah, Look unto the rock whence you are hewn, into the hole of the pit where you are dug. Look unto El Abraham, your father, and unto El Sharah that bore you. For I call him alone, and bless him, and increase him. For Yahuwah shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden. Eden and her desert like the garden of Yahuwah. Joy and gladness should be found therein, thanksgiving in the voice of melody. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed that reading. It's lovely to hear the My pleasure. community. Thank you so much. It was our pleasure. Thank you.
Thank you so much. And just before John comes in, that end chapter 21, you see it all there encapsulated is very much what how we started last week. All of this because of the favor he has over Abraham, over Abraham. This is why he made those promises. This is why he kept his promises because of his love and his covenant to Abraham. So it ends there as the significant point that we tried to hone through last week, despite all the wickedness and sins of Israel. Although that's not necessarily mentioned here, the focus of this chapter, what we've been reading in the half Torah, stands out as righteousness and seeking after righteousness. Um, mm. We are made stronger by our own long suffering. Yes, Todd, great point. Beautiful, beautiful reading here. So many people appreciated. Uh, John, please. Yes, I, I had some notes. Um, section in chapter 49 is talking about restoration of Israel, Israel, and in, including in that is the judgment on Israel or their disobedience or unbelief. There, there is one, one thing that runs through this, and I think it's very important uh, because the theme is, you shall know I am Yahuwah. And this theme is in other prophecies, these words from him, that I'm doing this or I'm doing that, so you shall know I am Yahuwah. What that says is how important it is for each, each one, again, not a group thing anymore each individual to get close enough to know and understand it's said in jeremiah 9 24 know and understand yahuwah and he he's inviting us so you don't know me that's a, that's a horrible thing to hear at the end when the five virgins are knocking on the door because they went downtown to get some oil he says, I don't know you. And then there's another parable about somebody else coming and knocking on the door and saying, hey, we, we did all these miracles and wonders and et cetera, et cetera, in your name. And the voice behind the door says, I don't know you. Really creepy. And here we are in the older Old Testament the entire war with Gog and Magog. And they get they get hooks put in their jaws and dragged down to Armageddon, the, the Valley of Megiddo. And when all the fire and smoke clears, he says, I did this so the world will know I am Yahuwah. So this is a theme that he, he, he is asking, he is inviting, Osha is the door. Come in and know and understand me. In, in what way? To know and understand the way he had a relationship with Adam and Eva before the fall. He was walking around in the garden. And he's inviting us now as we live to enter into that relationship. And Yahushua came to 
my dad. This is remarkable. This is the Bethlehem. This is the gospel. Right there. That's it. So uh, this is said here throughout this first part in 49. In, in, uh, in 50 also, I think, Israel sins and how the servants obey. These people walked in darkness, have no light. Uh, this this passage is again shows up in some of the prophecy. The people that lived in darkness, a light has come to them. That light was Joshua. With what? With the with the truth, the real truth about what's going on on this planet. They're not the historical truth, not the not the theories <laughs> that can't be proven. But the truth, truth, and anything beyond that, I mean, it's interesting, but probably pretty irrelevant when when the heavens part. <laughs> we see him coming in the clouds, these debates over things that are not relevant to Yahweh, don't vaporize um, social systems and how many races do we have and how many genders we have, it's not relevant. Yeah. Just, just isn't so. Or what do we do with it? We we go another way. We do something else. We look at this. We we get into this word, this secret place of the Most High, and not be distracted, or fall into that great deception. Um, that that we can see in front of us these days. The interesting thing too, in like it was down in fifty eleven troublemakers those troublemakers they're the ones that go around lighting fires have sparks they're the ones that create arguments debates we want to sit down and have some dialogue all of the dialogue we need has already been said and written it's in the supper amazing all of the truth we need is in the supper we're looking at it today we're looking at pieces of it. We can see that it relates to us today, no matter if it was written 3,000 years ago. What is that? 3,000. Yeah. O'Shea. 1446 BC. Something like that. Thereabouts. Again, writing this down. And, and now we have it. The troublemakers are going to lie down in sorrow. Those people that walk around with sparks, setting fires, calling fire when there is no fire, create fire, get attention or something. But those are not our problem. God, God takes care of that. In 51, this is comfort for Zion. Um, this, I like this time refers back to Abraham and Sarah. Uh, just get a warm feeling because of what they went through and what came from them. Um, he called he called Abraham out of his land. I think we brought this up before. Put him in the wilderness, made him a a herdsman, and. Uh, 
that that's the beginning of the Bessarah. Got into that in, in some of the separate classes, the Bessarah, the Insarah. So this, this also reminds me that Abraham had many children, even Ishmael before Isaac. And then after Ishmael was born, or uh, Isaac was born, um, Ishmael was gone, Hagar was gone, and uh, Sarah died. And when uh, Abraham went on to marry Keturah and had a bunch of other kids. So there are these people that say, well, we're, we're the seed of Abraham. Well, yeah, okay. But who is of the seed of Sarah? She only had one. He had a lot of them. And when Abraham died, the account is that Ishmael and Isaac and the children of Keturah came to the funeral. And they all received gifts. And they were happy to get that. Isaac got everything else. He was the seed of Sarah. Abraham too. But that, that seed of Sarah was very unique because she was way past having anything. And those three angels came and talked to her through Abraham. They laughed. <laughs> they didn't believe everything they heard. Them, it was not possible. But anything is possible. You know, is anything too hard? That's what the answer was when they said Sarah laughed. And she said, No, I didn't. He said, Yeah, you did. Is anything too hard for Yahweh? So here we are. <laughs> it's amazing. It's an incredible. Can't make this stuff up. Mm. No, no human mind could put all this kind of stuff together in one book. Becky no, Kurt no. here. They've said Isaiah 50, uh, verses 10 to 11. Sorry, John, I thought you'd finished. A warning no, not okay. to walk in your own light that sparks a fiery dart, strange fire, fake religion. Absolutely true. Nicely yeah. put. And there's one more here from. Oh, it disappeared. J3D, Isaiah 43, verse 4. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honorable, and I have loved you. Therefore will I give for you and the people for your life. Isaiah 43, 5. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your seed from the east and gather you from the west. Thank you. It encapsulates this here. Did you... Want to add on to that, or shall we move on to the Basura? Uh, we can move on. The, the last verse was the return and restoration. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Thanks, John. Okay, so let me um, mark and to share the screen. Mark Rosenberg's going to share with us now, reading from the Basura. Let me just get that. Yachanan, John. Chapter 13, starting at 31 through to 15, finishing at verse 27. Okay, uh, I just want to say, uh, yeah, John, it's the truth, truth. 
And it's uh, it's so awesome to be here and hear all the different accents. Yeah. Uh, the international voices. And we're all in one accord. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. It's, I'm not sure there is anything like it. So, you know, what an honor it is to be with you folks. Um, so here we go. Yohanan 13, 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, Yahusha said, now is the son of Adam glorified and Yahweh is glorified in him. If Yah be glorified in him, Yahweh shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Yehudim, whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, and you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my Talmudim, if ye have loved one to another. Shimon Kepha said unto him, Adonai, whither do you go? Yahusha answered him, Whither I go, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards. Kepha said unto him, Adonai, why cannot I follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Yahusha answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Amen, amen, I say unto you, the cock shall not crow till you have denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in Yah, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Ta'om said unto him, Adonai, we know not whither you go, and how can we know the way? Yahushua said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. If you have known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him, and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Adonai, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Yahushua said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet have you not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how you say then, show us the Father? Believe you not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Amen, amen, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. and Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, guard it, my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, 
that he may abide with you forever. Even the Ruach Emet, spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but ye, ye know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but ye see me because I live. You shall live also. And that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and guards them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Yahuda said unto him, not Iscariot, Adonai, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Yahusha answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will guard it, my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not guards not it, my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. 15. I am the vine of truth, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean throughout the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the netzerim. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gathered them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my Talmudim. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye guard at my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have guarded at my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, 
that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Yahweh does. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Et, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. The servant is not greater than his Adonai. They have persecuted me. They will also persecute you. If they have guarded at my word, they will guard at yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had come and spoken unto them, they had, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But that the word might be fulfilled that is written in the writings. They hated me without a cause. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the father, the Ruach Emet, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Thank you, Mark. You read that wonderfully. Thank you for sharing that. Yep. Ruach Emet. We're so used to hearing Ruach, your counsellor. So to hear it as Emet is, uh, is new and must mean something very similar. I've been trying to look in the lexicon. I can't find that. But as John leads us through this, just a couple of words that I want to check out. But very, truth. very beautiful. What was that? Emet is truth. Truth. Thank you, Mark. So different to counsellors, a completely different meaning. More enhanced. Where is John? Anything else you want to share there, Mark? Um, no. No. Um... Actually, recently I've been talking to a lot of Christians, and um, every, everybody knows the saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I've just been telling them that, and they agree with that. And then when I tell them that the word is the Son of God, and every word that's written and spoken that came out of his mouth is him. Uh, it really sets them back and makes them think, oh, gee, maybe it really is the same God. And maybe I should read the Old Testament because the old isn't old and the new isn't new. It's all right now, all the time. And, and I, people are starting to wake up. I don't, I don't know what's happening with any of the rest of you, but. Um, 
the fields seem to be ripe for harvest. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, Mark. Akin said here, Akin Charles, even the Ruach Ameth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but ye knows him, for he dwells with you. You shall and shall be in you. That's Yochanan, John 14, 17. Thank you. There is a veil on the world. Yeah, there is. There is a veil on the world. John? Yes. There, yeah, there's tares and there's wheat. Mm, and they have to remain together. Yeah. We're in the we're in the field. Wheat with the tares. But good news is the tares get harvested first. Before it. Don't worry about. They get bound up and thrown into the fire, remember? So anyway, this this whole this whole reading is uh one of the things it tells us is they did not understand what was happening. And this is wonderful because I don't really understand what's happening either, unless the spirit shows us through one another and the word and the spirit. Uh, we, we know a lot now than they did. Um, they could not imagine what was about to happen. And their questions to him are really beautiful to read because we see the innocence of these 12, at least 12, not more, that gathered at Pentecost, that they lived and walked with him and listened to his teaching for at least three years. And they come to this point and it's actually says it's kept from them. They were not to know. Um, so, and I, I think that's good that they didn't know. They'd probably freaked out, and you know. But it was it was not Yah's plan that they know. The one that needed to know was the one who was Mashiach. He knew what the mission was, and continued to continued to console them about this, I'm going away. Why can't we go? <laughs> How do we know the way you're going? I am the way. I mean, it, it sounds easy to us to understand some of that, but uh, it's a very good picture of how many of us were at some time when we were still kind of in the shadows, if not totally in the darkness about these things. Um, and again, in, in chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. And this is, again, this is, to, he's talking to them, but he's, it's, it's, it's speaking to us because this is all, you know, the, the whole Bible, the whole Sefer, the whole scriptures are for the believers. And anybody that will believe or is drawn to this by the Father to get into the Word, it's to believers. Someone who's an unbeliever, a tear, I, I guess. I don't understand that really. I don't try to explain it. But there are those, and nothing, nothing can work that they're going to believe. It's, 
tragedy, but again, that's above my pay grade. So <laughs> we continue when Thomas, <laughs> where are you going? We know not whither you go. How can we know the way? And these kind of questions, like a setup, this came out of Thomas's mouth. So Yahushua could say unto him, I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. This is profound. Nobody in the world ever said anything like that statement. Nobody. There's no human being ever recorded that got up in front of somebody and said, I'm I'm the way. A lot of a lot of liars did. <laughs> but not this. So this is what reaches out from the word and takes us by the very soul to hear some of these kind of words. And then to know that you're invited to get in the vine, join in. Um, Philip said, show us the Father, we'll be happy. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. They are one, they are, they are one in each other. Believe not that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. The words I speak unto you speak not of myself. This is a remarkable thing. Yahushua and his entire ministry never, never brought the attention to himself. I mean, his signs and wonders and miracles and things brought attention to himself. But he was forever saying, it's all the Father. It's all the Father. He's always pointing to the Father. He was not there to glorify himself, but to bring this gospel the gospel is hey folks there's another kingdom it's not about rome <laughs> it's not about the united states it's not about all these nation kingdoms the adversary showed him all the kingdoms of the world for all time and said hey this is this all is mine jesus said no no i'm not going to I'm not going there. Bow down, worship me. I'll give you all these kingdoms. Well, we have the whole historical record of all those kingdoms now, and and most of them, if not all of them, have failed to bring on peace to the world. None of them have been able to feed the hungry, heal the sick, or whatever. So we we know we know about another kingdom it's not of this world but where is the kingdom it's within us it's in you it's in the midst of you this is incredible but it's not a fairy tale it's not a mythology that's the amazing thing it is the truth it is the greater truth than any other truth on this planet um Get into um, uh, love one another again. This is a what's one another? It's your brothers, your brothers, believers, brothers and sisters in Yahushua. That's that's who we love. How can we love someone who is not in there? Because they are anti. Where where we go, they do not follow. In fact, they're the ones that hate this stuff. So. I mean, I can love them, and I, I can, I can love them for their soul, and it tells me to love them, but it doesn't tell me I have to like them. So 
what place do we have with that? Well, not really a lot. And Yosha set that up. He he did not, I mean, he took them on, he answered their questions, but they were always trying to trap him. Find out ways to trick him up. And so why would I go there and get into that discussion? I won't. So in fact, that that makes it very less stressful on me. I don't have to deal with that. Um Peter's denial is another, another image of myself. I'll put myself in there. I'm ready to go to fight. <laughs> we might have to, but we might not. There's another plan. It's not mine. So be cautious about dying for Yahusha. He, he didn't ever tell us to do that. He wanted us to live for him, let him live in us, not die for him, he doesn't need anybody to die for him. We don't, we don't have the capacity to help him. It's the other way around, we need his help. We need his strength, we need his weakness, his, his, his strength, not our weakness. But my weakness, you know, it's another Paul thing, he glorified in his weaknesses and his disabilities and troubles because it was opportunity or Yosha to, to be seen through him in, in Yosha's strength. So this is stuff that's not, not normal thinking. Lean not on your own understanding, John, because um, it's, it's a flesh thing. There, we see that in Peter. I can, I can laugh at myself. Bless Peter, <laughs> something else. But then it's, here's the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. The world cannot receive it because it sees him not, neither knows him. But he's talking to us, but you know him for he dwells within you. Kingdom is within you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come. So, Kind of comes to an end here. Um, I am the vine, hated by the world. But when when the persecution comes, think about who is standing with with us. I think about this when I get some persecution. The all the, all of the prophets who are persecuted, I'm standing in their company. Moshe, he's there. All the prophets, John the Immerser, Yahushua himself, they all suffered persecution. The apostles, all the ones that believed before I ever got here, who were persecuted, they stand with us. Yeah, who can say I'm alone? See, so that's a greater reality. Because we walk not by sight, but we walk by what we believe. Mm. These words. Mm. Let me see if I had anything else. Oh, be be my disciples. Talking to the disciples. I like this word because 
That means I don't have to be an apostle, a disciple. He said, go and make disciples of me. Another word for that is students. What do students do? They study the book. They study the word. Just like what we're doing now. That part I can do. Now, if he wants to hand out some other orders, that, that's okay. But he's he'll be the one that makes us ready for whatever comes next. And, and to be a student, to be a disciple of Yahusha. And that discipleship has been handed down from the 12. And then the 70 and the group in, in, at Pentecost and so forth. And the thousand that came in from that day of Pentecost that believed. And then on and on down through history. And here it is with us, disciples. That's great. I like that. Anyway, that's wonderful, wonderful reading, everybody. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Joy Ritman's put here. Yahusha also says, don't cast your pearls before swines. So I understand exactly what you're saying 100%, John. Praise <laughs> you for all of what you are telling us. Man. Which is very, very true. Look, we've got two questions from Todd and Angela, or they're going to share, uh, Vern. And then after that, I'm going to put, you can say no, but Dave, I would love you to take us out in prayer, Dave Peoples. So I'm just, yep, you, I'd love you to do that for us and for us as a community to hear your voice and just for you to lead us out. So you've got some time to prepare. We'll just hear from Todd, Angelo and Vern first, uh, if that's okay. Thank you for accepting that. So Todd, you're back. Thank you. Um, I just want to, it's not a question, but I just want to share my gratitude, Jessica and Dr. Stephen Pigeon and everybody here. We are the third temple. We, God dwelleth within us. And I just wanted everybody here to know from the bottom of my heart, how grateful I am of your service, Jessica and Dr. Stephen Pigeon and John. And I wanted to just exemplify one really quick thing uh, that we are hated. There's many of us. I'm watching probably 200 YouTube channels. Uh, a lot of people call themselves watchmen on the walls or, or awaiting for that blessed hope. I just wanted to say to all of you people that we are hated. We've lost all our family, our income, our everything. And we are not of this world and, and we are persecuted and I just want you to know you are not alone in your suffering. If it's one thing I've noticed watching over 200 YouTube channels and studying Gematria and God's living word is that he is speaking to you, the chosen and comforting and just be assured. I am 100% convinced in my studies and research that these end times prophecies and eschatologies that are shared with one another are to lift each other up, continue warning and strengthening one another and stay in prayer and in the word. And I just, I, I can't express my gratitude, Jessica, for all your hard work. I'm amazed uh, with people like you that do such diligent, beautiful work sharing the word. And that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, family, and bless all of you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you. Do you know the point about us being the third temple 
absolutely true. We are that temple and it, this is the war against us. And when we get the attacks, like you said, Todd, it is actually Yahushua that is being, uh, you know, the one, the chief cornerstone that is being fought through us. And we have to understand that in our battles uh, and it gives us strength. I've really enjoyed what you've shared in the past, you know, twice that you've shared here today. Thank you. And we really look forward as a community to hearing more from you. So welcome. and Thank you for that. Angelo. Yeah. Unmute yourself now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. You don't get new brain cells on this side of the fence, apparently. <laughs> All right. There we go. Um, thank you so much. Uh, uh, amen to that last statement and hallelujah. Uh, Dr. Pigeon, you and John, um, this is this is just so Ruach, Phil. The book of Yahukanan, especially from 14 to 17, is mind boggling. I used to read that years ago and I just go, OK, that's interesting. Boom, 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 overhead in the flesh. But man, it speaks so deep at the very beginning. I'm the vine of truth. My father's the husband man one that's tending and growing and caring. My father makes it grow. It just gets so clear. And every branch that's in me bears fruit and pruned back. So all of these struggles going on, it prunes all the way back. I used to work on an apple farm. I grew up in upstate New York on an apple farm. You had to prune these things. Uh, we did all the time, gardening all the time, right back to the, almost right to the, the, the next, that next branch as if it wasn't even there. And man, it would sprout and bear fruit like you wouldn't believe. Mm. So it's just pruning work going on, right? And then us being called Nazarene. Wow, how about that? Branches in the vine, he that abides in me, and then going down through those other words, which it keeps coming back to. As the Father has loved me, in verse 9, so I have loved you, some 15, so I have loved you, continue in my love. And what is that? If you guard my commandments. And I love this part, even as I have guarded my father's commandments and abide in his love. And to think that we can be an achad, a, a oneness in this. And so he adds to this, he asks this, he says, now, this new command, this new command, it's enhanced because of the love of the father comes in this expression of the son. He says, now you love one another, serving. So the whole key is, is that the father gets the glory. That's what Yosha's heart always was. He doesn't want to insert it's always glory up to him. And so I was thinking about what the sister said way earlier about sickness. I just pray in the in the in Matthew 6, 9, and 10. I don't know. Let your let you get the glory. Let your desire, your will be done in this. If it remains that I be in this state, you get the glory. If if I'm healed, you get the glory. Whatever it is, turn it over that way. And then just in the final comment. This privilege to be able to walk in this way to demonstrate that the Father gets the glory when it says, no greater love has he than one who gives us life. We don't have to wait to take a bullet for somebody. That's why we're living. That's serving. That's helping, the shepherding, the caring, the sharing, um, the everyday, and just being able to have that privilege to be able to live for someone else. No greater love. What did Yahushua do the whole time of his ministry from day from second one? A total, completely living sacrifice, living for others. And and it frees us. Uh, you know, Yah removes the fear of death, all of those things. 
were we enslaved? He's going to do all that. He's delivered. The very name Yahushua, right? It's Yah delivered. But just, I, I, I'm just so overwhelmed by this. This this is such, so on time and such a privilege to be part of this community. So once again, thank you for letting me share. And thank Hallelujah. you, because despite all your adversity, you really show how much you love the word and you're living and holding on to that. That's important. Vern, it's so lovely for you to share today. Sorry, just you unmute yourself, please. That's it. You're done. Um, I just wanted to say sometimes we look at the apostles and think that they they don't quite understand what Messiah is saying. That he had to go to the Father before the Comforter would be sent, the Ruach would be sent to them. So I believe that was used so that those questions would be asked of Yusha, so that we'd get a better picture of what was going on. The Comforter would come later at Pentecost, but each each question that was asked and answered so the Ruach HaKadosh is what guides us in our walk, step by step, leading us to truth and righteousness. The blood which Yusha shed for us. And I just think the gift of the Ruach HaKadosh in each and every one of us and let us walk in his ways, learning from him. I get because I didn't, those words didn't come from me. They come from him. Thank you. Thank well, you. Thank you, Vern. That was very word. special. Great word. Thank you, Vern. It's hard to move on sometimes. I know we had some sound problem there, but we got the essence of that, and that was wonderful. Kathy, welcome. If you unmute yourself now, please. Are you there, Kathy? Kathy? Okay. We were unmuted and we can't hear you. So look, we're respectful of your time. I'm gonna get Dave. Dave, can you unmute yourself, please? No, I can't hear you yet. I've just given you permission to unmute. So yeah, that's okay. It. There we are. We Dave, be good. Where are you from? We see you so much, but we hardly hear oh, your voice. I'm from a lot of places, actually. <laughs> uh, currently, I'm in uh, just outside Tacoma, in the shadow of Mount Rainier, and uh, by way of Monterey, California, Washington D.C., Chicago, Florida, Naples, Italy, et cetera, et cetera, Honolulu, Hawaii. So anyway, here I am today. I'm so thankful to be with you guys and the fellowship, the moving of the Father's Ruach. It's powerful. That's all. It just uh, kind of brings me to tears sometimes. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know you want me to close this out in prayer and I'll just no, say, no, Father, thank you. you. That's beautiful. You go how you are led, because I'm telling you, <laughs> you're identifying people don't hide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the emotion in my heart, <laughs> I've got to tell you, i got to just uh, keep it cool, you know. Anyway, Father, we thank you. 
Thank you for your many mercies. Oh, geez. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry to be so emotional. Beautiful. I try and keep it cool, but you know how no, it is. you don't have to. Uh, well, good, because I won't. Uh, Father, we do thank you. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Yahusha. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for this fellowship. And we thank you for the gifts you've given them, countless gifts and mercies. We thank you in the name of Yahusha. <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay. We're going to cork back in it and we'll see you guys next week, I guess. <laughs> I can see you sitting there not able to contain. It's just the room of <laughs> you, isn't it? It's really beautiful. That's what this is about. So that's absolutely important. I'm going to ask Todd to continue just to take us out and then we will Shabbat Shalom and say goodbye to everybody. It's been absolutely wonderful hearing these international accents and voices, seeing so many different faces here. And um, just to answer, Kathy, if you just go to um, the Eating While Honey and Locust website, there will be how to join this fellowship for next week. Uh, this was a temporary code um, and I'll put in here my email so that you can email me and that way you can definitely get it through but let's keep the thrust of the ruach just opening up descending upon you pouring into your lives right now as we pray and we head out thank you todd you brought me to tears brother i love all of you so much i also am so grateful and i will be privileged and honored to uh, pray on behalf of everyone here. Yeah. The great I am, when people say, Todd, who are you? I say, I am Todd. That's my surname. I, I pray, Father, the Abba, the great I am, that you would bless everyone here, my family, and all of the beautiful people in this chat, that you would continue pouring out your Holy Spirit Fill us with your Ruach HaKodesh. Bless these soldiers and warriors, men of honor and valor, women of truth and sincerity in your holy name. I thank you for this great privilege and I am honored to be a part of your family. Amen. Amen and amen. And we just bless you. We thank you. We pray that Yah shine his countenance upon you. He keep his grace and his favor upon you. He protect you this week and he go before you. And that you exemplify his fire. You exemplify his ruach through your life. That you speak of beacons of light with power and authority. Strong warriors shouting and declaring and firing the, the arrows back at the enemy. Standing and taking territory for all possessing our land possessing our promises despite the wildernesses we are in and decide where we are in the world we will stand with favor and we will continue to be there for yah and speak his word at this time john i want to thank you for leading us i want to thank everybody here who participated in by joining the beautiful unity that you brought to this group, adhering with, you know, making it pleasant for all to contribute and just your attendance and the wonderful reading and the international flair. It was absolutely wonderful. And the wonderful prayer, Dave, you moved us. Thank you for that. Thank you, Todd, also. Okay, Shabbat Shalom and everyone take care. Shabbat Shalom.
Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom to my Meshpacha. Shabbat Shalom, Reina. Shabbat Shalom. Ida, take care. Vern, thank you. Marcus and Alana. Go on, Mark. Play Shabbat with. Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you very much. Oh, Lorraine, lovely to see you. Go on, Mark. Thank you. Is it not playing? We can't hear you, Mark. Shabbat Shalom to you all. Shabbat Shalom. Oh, this playing. is our time, family. Let's do that. It's so hey. lovely to see you all. Take care, guys. I pick and Corey, Angelo. Hope I'm not missing anyone here. Crystal, Rebecca. Wow, there's so many. Rebecca, thank you for your reading. Ezra, I know it's late for you. Ellen. Briar and Jared Blackie, Yahuwah Elohim, Pinto, Pinto, it's so late for you. Thank you. Take care. Susan, Debbie, Joe and Karen, Lance, Johnny, Robin, Kit, Joanne. Oh, Joanne, it's so late for you. Must be so tired. It's like one or two o'clock in the morning. We've got people from the Philippines and Malaysia and China here today. So we really do appreciate you being here. Jim. We pray for Amen. you continuously. Thank you for being here today. Guys, you're so precious. You take care. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. You guys don't want to say goodbye, do you? I got your email. In the chat, John. The emails. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to end this. It's so nice that none of you want to leave. You take care. I have relatives in England, but... All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye Deborah. Two, three, and. Kadosh, Kadosh, Echad Yisrael, Baruch Shemot Adonai.